Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode 256 of the Spoiler Alert podcast, brought to you by MovieOutsiders.com. This is Mike. I'm here with Danny, and tonight we're reviewing an early best picture buzz frontrunner, <laughs> Palms, starring Diane Keaton. Danny, how are you doing tonight? Boy, if that turns out to be an accurate prediction, I think God we just scuttle all. the we yeah. scuttle the podcast, and you you buy that bomb shelter you're always talking about. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing absolutely great. Thank you. Uh, this was one that we we picked kind of out of jest. Uh, I had actually suggested it after seeing the preview on television. I thought it seemed preposterous and ridiculous, and we don't. Admittedly, we don't pick those kinds of movies often. So right, I mean, I, right. I've, you know, we've done Fast and the Furious in the past, which you know are not going to be huge uh, <laughs> critical acclaim movies yet, are going to have a huge audience and stuff like that. Right. So I, Big I think cultural awareness, yes, right? Yeah. So I think that this was this was an unusual pick for us, just kind of out of the let's see if this one is fun area, right? Like that. That, you that know, was why when we, you suggested why it, I picked, yeah. It. Well, and I'm glad to hear that because when you suggested it, I honestly didn't know quite where you were coming from. And I just thought, well, I pick so many of the movies. It's only fair he gets to pick one. This one looks like complete dog But if this is what Mike wants, it's his turn. Uh, so I'm actually glad to hear that you, you did it sort of ironically because I, I'm shocked this movie had a budget for TV spots. You know, there was any sort of advertising push because it is – it's a pretty niche product. I mean, I I know it was released on Mother's Day weekend and maybe somebody somewhere thought, you know what? Moviegoers, for some reason, movie um, studios are always surprised that, that female audiences are out there, that female-led right. pictures can make money. This is on Mother's Day. People are going to want to take their mom to a movie. So someone somewhere thought this would be a really good idea. But I feel like ultimately this picture – is so niche that even like Netflix would have a tough time saying with their, you know, the 55,000 ways they slice their audience that there's an audience for this picture. It's really kind of a crackers sort of movie. So I saw it uh, as a matinee a couple days ago. It was me and two elderly women in the theater. Like there were three of us, three people in an entire theater that this was being shown for how about you what was your uh movie i was go- completely alone okay i had a private screening right. yeah <laughs> shoot i was the one i was a middle-aged man going into the theater by himself to watch palms i couldn't have been more embarrassed buying the ticket that <laughs> you you know people are there. thinking things about you as you're walking in there and like, yeah why did like, you get this movie yeah halfway through like an employee had to come in and just sort of peek around to make sure that there was a human in there otherwise they just turn it off and i and he caught you masturbating I... <laughs> real Perlman was on do you blame me do you i mean honestly i think they thought i bought the ticket to palms in order to sneak into some other sold-out movie. Right, right. You're going to do Avengers like, Endgame. Like, oh, God, yes. that, that guy yeah. went to Palms. You know, like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, so I think they're used to just coming in halfway through and finding it empty. And, nope, there's there's a guy in there. That's hilarious. He's also taking notes for some reason. <laughs> so, 
Oh, that's just awesome. sketching Pam Greer. Just, <laughs> right, right. Just daydreaming. Right. Anyway. <laughs> well, why don't you hit us up with a quick plot recap for Palms? Sure, let's do that. We'll get into the episode. Palms, uh, in Palms, Diane Keaton stars as Martha, a bitter, cranky old maid who just wants to die alone in peace. So, for terrible plot reasons, she leaves her solitary apartment where she's lived for 47 years and moves to a vibrant retirement community, which requires socializing. Well, for terrible plot reasons, we find out that she once tried to be a cheerleader, although she never actually was a cheerleader, and she opts to form a cheerleading club at the community. For terrible plot reasons, some people at the community don't want this club to exist, and for terrible plot reasons, Martha really decides to fight the system and move forward with her cheerleading club. For terrible plot reasons, we get awkward tryout scenes. We also get scenes of bitchy cheerleaders, gross old men, evil dumb sons committing elder abuse, bitchy old women, old women pining for erections, old ladies complaining about various ailments, old ladies convincing awkward young men to try and woo formerly bitchy girls who, for terrible plot reasons, have been blackmailed by old ladies into becoming nice. Then we get awful cheerleading scenes, which crowds at a cheerleading competition just love. Then death. And that's Pops. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, what did you think so you of So you liked Pops, it. Okay, no, uh, this... It was worse than what I thought we were signing up for <laughs> when I ironically suggested we go see this movie as part of our podcast repertoire. I... I really thought that it was cliche to the point of embarrassment and yeah. uh, and a huge waste of talent of actresses that I, I like I, Jackie Weaver, Rhea Perlman, and Diane Keaton are actresses that I think are decent. And this was just, I mean, comically bad. I I can't understand why they signed up for it. H- how about you? But not comically bad in a funny way because. It wasn't funny at all. Like, I didn't at one point in the entire runtime even crack a smile. This wasn't, there was no point where, like, an involuntary flexing of a facial muscle created a smirk. Yeah. This is just a dry spell. This is, like, an absolute void of enjoyment for, like, the 90 minutes or however long this movie is. I agree. It was even worse than I expected. And, And to be fair to it, I came in with no interest in this movie. I mean, I knew this is not a movie I'm going to enjoy. Right. And it it didn't even live up to the, well, I'm not going to like it, but at least I'll be able to appreciate it for the audience for which it was intended. And you and know what? It's not my cup of tea, it, but yeah. no, it yeah. just sucks. It yeah. just sucks hard. Uh, yeah. I'll also just give some quick props. I my, One of my first notes I wrote down was, when was Pam Greer and Rhea Perlman's last role? Like, have they been working? You know what? They've been working steadily. Oh, really? I was, yes. They have been hard at work multiple times per year, every year. So shame on me for just presuming these were just sort of actresses who needed a paycheck 
and who are kind of coming out of retirement to play the old late. Nope, they've been hard at work. They've been hard at work, hard still at work. needing a paycheck because I'm sure. Well, they'll, you they'll know pre- what? We all need a paycheck. So I just was like, you know what? Shut up. Um, good for them for continuing to continue to work, continuing to move forward. But sad for them because this movie sucks hard. Yeah, it's this is now a blemish on their IMDb page. It, it sucks hard, and my first note of the movie is that the introductory shots, like the 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 production shots in New York, it looked like a Hallmark movie, and we reviewed a Hallmark movie once you, you, right. several years ago. We famously right, reviewed right. a Christmas Hallmark movie, and, and it was famously a, yeah. <laughs> they talked about it on Jimmy Kimmel. Correct, right, yes, uh, it's in the, it's in the mean, Times. This, this looks like that, right? Like it, it yeah. looks, it looks like a movie made for Lifetime or Hallmark TV, and and I know I don't mean that disparagingly about the audience that this is probably intended for. I mean it disparagingly about the quality of the filmmaking. <laughs> it is that. Well, it it really looked like a movie. I feel like it looked like someone was expecting Netflix to jump up and buy this thing. Yeah, yeah. And then they didn't because even they were like, no algorithm can find that there'll be an audience for this. So we can't in good conscience put money towards it. Was there anything that you liked about it at all? No. How about you? You're just scrolling through your pages of notes. There, yes, there was one. I did take pages of notes. <laughs> there, I mean, copious there notes. Was, there was one part that I really liked a lot, and it was a shot of Diane Keaton pulling into her new home retirement community, and she has to park in between golf carts in the most ridiculously small parking space ever. And I laughed out loud at that because in Dallas, where I work, they have this propensity to paint parking lots with the smallest available amount of space for a car to park in ever, despite the fact that everybody there drives a truck. Like, it is just absolutely absurd that everybody has to pull into these spaces. Like, I've actually had to crawl out of a window in my my <laughs> rental car, like, to get out of the car because you can't open the door. So... That part made me laugh. Like her, her parking her her crappy little you know uh, Subaru or whatever into the the spot in between two golf carts. I thought was really funny. That that was actually it. That that was the part that I liked about this movie. That was early. Yeah, I, I will say there's one other thing that I that I found striking about this film, and it's in the opening credits as. Dan Keaton's character is driving to her new community. Um, we get some uh, footage over the credits that's like Super 8 film of cheerleading squads. Right. You know, it's probably 40 or 50 year old footage. And to see the grainy, crappy film quality from like the 1960s contrasted with the 4K high def super resolution film that I was watching that was that almost brought like a tear to my eye at like oh, just wow. okay. how incredible filmmaking and like the quality of what we have sure. is just light years ahead yeah. Yeah, of what yeah. we had before and see so to contrast that so like it was like superimposed almost picture in picture and just just think that's what that's what people had. That's yeah. what we had. Now it's like I can shoot a video of my kids in 4K and it is 
shocking. Like my the human eye almost can't perceive any better resolution than we have. So that was that was like amazing to me. That, but had nothing to do with the film itself. And I think it's that's really cool that you that you brought that up. I, I remember when my sister and I were growing up that we would love to have movie nights with my parents where my dad would bring up the projector of those crappy Super 8 movies that had no audio yeah, of us yeah. at, like, you know, Disney World in 1981 and, and uh, you know, our our preschool programs and stuff like that. We loved that. We loved that they, they got out the white screen that they'd put in yeah. the living room and project that. Like, that was cool. And that's a that's a nostalgic relief. That, that's a neat thing. I, I'm glad you brought that up. I think that's really cool. But one other thing, I mean, in in... Even before we get into the movie and the plot itself, which is horrible, I just have to say right off the bat, the startling choices made by the writers and Diane Keaton to make Martha, who is the lead of this film, horribly unlikable. Like right from the get-go, this is somebody who rolls her eyes at anyone being kind to her, at anyone being nice. She's sort of like a screw you. And not in like a... Burgess Meredith kind of funny curmudgeonly way, just in a jerk way. Like yeah. I just wanted to turn the movie off right away because I didn't want to give this human any of my time. And I thought, why would I watch another 88 minutes of whatever the hell happens to her? Cause she is horrible to everyone. You, even people who are kind of remember to her. the, the movie, the family stone that she yes. starred in like maybe yeah. 10 years ago or something like that. Craig T. Nelson's of, in it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that Christmas movie, except for the fact that she's in it. And I think that she's playing the exact same character. This person that is utterly unlikable that everybody she comes in contact with, she has some sort of problem with. And I, I felt like, is this her new niche? Like she's just, old lady that can't get along with anybody in under any circumstance. Well, and it's Diane Keaton as well. So she, you know, she was a bit of a fashion icon back in the, uh, the seventies with Annie, Annie Hall. Hall. Yeah. And I felt like, and she, and she sort of has her own style and has continued that to this day. The choices, her character wears like a full button up shirt all the way to the top, long sleeves, jeans that are like three sizes too big but then like cinched with a huge belt like is this the new diane keaton style yeah. that we're all sp- even when they are cheerleading in their cheerleading outfits hers has got a button-up collar all the way buttoned up and long sleeves yeah, yeah. and it was like this is so awkward this yeah. is like such like a you're shoehorning in like it must be part of her contract that diane gets to pick her own wardrobe and it will make no sense and you'll just deal with it because it's Diane right. and she's a she's a fashion she's, icon. She, she's famous. She looks like a confused old lady who wandered into Farm and Fleet like on a Saturday morning and doesn't know what day it is or why she's there. And she's got like a piece of rope tied for her belt. Yeah. 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 Just ugh, not good. Terrible. And and I really I really disliked the whole um, the whole angle that they needed to you know have their big debut as a an elderly cheerleading squad at the high school pep rally. Like yeah. I felt like that was just this is just this is 
drumming up tropes under tropes. Like, this is so stupid that they need to be there. Like, why isn't there... And it, God knows there's an elderly palm squad thing out there, right? Like, and they yeah, could have gone yeah. to that instead. Why? Why did Jackie Weaving get... sign up for this thing? Because we needed to arbitrarily introduce bitchy teenage girls who, for <sighs> no reason, hate are elderly evil people. Yes, yes, to old people, right? Like, th- it's not like is... you know what the the young cheerleaders were going to get. $10,000 each for doing this, but because the old people showed up, they got none. It's like, hey, at today's pep rally, we're also going to have these old ladies who are who are also cheerleaders. I feel like 99.999% of cheerleaders would say, good That's for nice. them. Yeah, and yeah, they'd right. show up and be like, hey, great job. Instead, these people are like, you old lady. I hope you die of like osteoporosis whilst performing. <laughs> and it's like, why are we antagonistic from the get-go? It was everything that I hated about the final season of Glee, like, that was showing up here. Like, well, I don't get why you just hate people because they do the same thing you do. This is absolutely absurd. It was it was totally ridiculous. I, I agree with you 100%. I was frustrated by the fact that they don't even explain why she's not going to get chemo. Like, the first scene of the movie is her, like, having an estate sale of her mother's stuff and then she's moving to a retirement community. Of her stuff. Of, oh, oh, I thought it was like her and her no, mother's stuff. Like she lived there for a while. It's her stuff. And by the way, she is charging like $100 for a lamp. For some old crappy lamp. This woman has never been to a rummage sale. You'll never sell that. She's got to mark that down for like 50 cents. <laughs> like so, six bucks. So get, <laughs> get that lamp out of $100? Even in New York City, people, they would like throw garbage on her. <laughs> They would so, just take that lamp and just shove it into the street and let it get run over by a truck. Like, there the you fact go, that she has no idea what to charge at a rummage sale. I don't get Ugh. like what is what's the background that says she's like it seems like when she's on the phone with her her healthcare provider that like she's about to start treatment number one and she's already said no. And like, I I don't wanna right. I don't wanna be judgy about this because I I absolutely get why people choose to do those treatments and not, but we get no explanation here. Right. And that was really a little bit frustrating to me. Like, no. And even in my plot, my snide plot recap, I mean, it seems like she wants to go die alone. Well, she's already lived alone for 47 years. Probably just stay where you're at and die. Yeah, why alone move to Miami or wherever it is why she's move, going? Yeah. Why move to this vibrant community that you've never seen and it clearly is a terrible fit and probably costs hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. So why do that if you just want to be left alone and quietly die and not have anyone talk to you? And trust me, in New York City, you can be left alone if you want to be left alone. Right, right. So it just made no sense. So I agree with you. I didn't know why she was kind of pulling the plug. I didn't know why she felt she needed to leave to be alone when she was already alone. I didn't know why she'd go to this place that's full of happy people who are trying to get the most out of their their retirement years, who want connections, who want to to bond and and meet new friends and enjoy their life. Because she doesn't. She just wants to sit and read and be left alone. Which is it's why like, it's well, totally absurd that she that? would start a cheerleading squad. Yes, like what like you, no you don't want to do this at all. Like this is this was also, not on your bucket list. No, in fact the whole the whole plot point of the, the cheerleading squad is that she has this box of stuff that she's moved 
And she has what's essentially like a letter jacket or it's her cheerleading uniform, which she's kept for 50 years in a box on the top of the box, even though she worked hard and she made the squad. And then because her mom got sick, she never actually got to be a cheerleader. So so she kept that that costume or that outfit for 50 years and just sat in the box. And now she just suddenly decides that's the only thing that gives her life any meaning yeah. or any validation. It just was such cliche. I feel like this was written by a high school cheerleading squad who's never yeah. met an old person or a person who had any sort of life experience. It just was like, this is just terribly written. Yeah. no, And I, I don't understand I, why I you get Rhea Perlman, why you get Pam Greer, how you get Jackie Weaver, how you get Diane Keaton. You get heavy hitting actresses doing this and it's just shocking and embarrassing. No, I, I, I agree with you 100%. Ooh, we, what's up with that? What's up with that? Ooh, we, what's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that that kid that's the grandchild of yeah. uh, Jackie Weaver's character? Is he really a DJ? Because one at one point he shows up with a boombox and plays them a new song. Like I don't I was a DJ. That doesn't qualify you as a DJ. Like the fact <laughs> that you you discovered a song and have a boombox. That was right. that was really that was really kind of aggravating to me. What's up with the sequences of Dan Keaton throwing up in the toilet because remember she's got she's cancer sick. yes she actually puts her face in the toilet including a moment where like her chin touches the inside no, of the bowl no i'm sorry i have been sick i don't have cancer thank god but no matter how sick you are you don't actually put your face in the bowl against no. the bowl that is Catastrophic. It it is absolutely necessary that if that were to happen, you need to decapitate yourself because you cannot <laughs> continue to live with a chin. Just like, cut like, do you remember, remember that episode of Seinfeld when like Jerry like throws out a belt because he yep. like, like yep. it oh, clinked against the it side, against That's the it. side of a urinal. <laughs> That's totally, totally the way. This, yes. yes. Yeah. What's up with Diane Keaton's reactions during the tryout scenes? It really feels like they just shot like an hour of B-roll footage of her and Jackie Weaver just having their like, give us one where you're kind of surprised by what you're seeing. And how about one where you're sort of horrified? And then they just edited them all together at the tryouts because they, yeah. there's no connection. Like one of the old ladies is doing like baton twirling and Jackie and Dan are laughing. They are like, they've never seen anything so hilarious. And then another woman's like, Pam Greer does this very slow, awkward, sultry dance. And yeah. they are like, they're like ready to just give a standing ovation. It just feels like, again, they're like, try one where you're sort of scared. Right. Maybe give one where like, you didn't quite hear what they said. Maybe and, one where you're like a little sick. Right. <laughs> you got gas and you're trying to hide it, but you can't because you got gas and you're worried that Jackie will find out that you have gas. That's how she's playing it. And it doesn't at all line up with what they're seeing. Yeah. It's so terrible. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree. What's up with the fact that this movie kind of like laughs about the fact that we're encouraging killing our husbands? There, There <laughs> is this, uh, 
I, I feel like there's this weird old woman's sense of entitlement that we got yeah. in this one where it's okay that Rhea Perlman's character has like somehow offed her husband and, yep. a, as a way to get into the cheerleading squad that he wouldn't have been. Uh, he was not supportive. He was of, not supportive right? of, and that's weird, right? And that was actually a reason that this movie got a PG thirteen rating. It was for for a really? sexed up movie and that plot point. I, I feel like if it was a dude offing his wife so that he could have sex with somebody else, we'd have a we'd have a severe problem. With we the did, movie. well, no one would see the movie anyway, so there won't be much of an uproar. What's up with Diane Keaton taking long, silly-faced sips on her cocktail out of a wacky straw, and yet no liquid ever leaves her glass? Even after, like, four or five long sips, she has the exact same amount of liquid. It's all the way to the top in this silly cocktail. Also, we have to just... There's a moment... They they blackmail a young, lovely cheerleader into being their cheerleading coach. Even though she was a total bitch earlier. Total bitch. Yeah. She, they're, they're teaching her like, or she's teaching them like age appropriate cheerleading moves. Right. And everything's going great. But for some reason, due to terrible plot choices, Dan Keaton feels that she needs to introduce a signature move. And it's this awkward old lady, like elbows out. And then you just thrust your elbows and thrust your wrists like up in the, like, oh, like a clean and jerk. Like you're, like you're weightlifting and you're, I, you're I, a jerk. I really wish our listeners up. could see what you're doing right now. That'd be really, it is, really fantastic. It is so, it's like garish to see her do it. Also, Dan Keaton refers to the move as sexual. And it's like, oh my God, that is <laughs> Please that don't do that to me. That is beyond the pale. Yeah. That is beyond the pale that this is, that this move is being done and then I'm watching it and that someone is considering it sex because it's horrifying. But then that move becomes like a major plot point. That yes. move yeah. Yeah. at the end, people in the audience at this cheerleading, they're, they're so into this routine. They start doing the move and people like, then later people on YouTube post videos of themselves right. doing that move. Right. And it's right. like, Oh my God! Do you remember in Seinfeld, second Seinfeld reference this episode, when <laughs> when uh, Elaine dances yes, and yes. she's all like crazy thumbs? Yes. It would be like choosing one of those moves and then saying it's sexual, and then everyone just loves it and it's totally a cool thing. Yeah, no, no one loves it. It's disgusting. It's embarrassing. Please stop it, doing that, Grandma. Everybody looks That's stupid doing it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I, it, it feels like a move that, like, Diane Keaton herself came up with and insisted, for contract reasons, that they include. I can't think of another reason why they would include that awkward bodily movement that's, and make such a big deal out of it. That's a great observation. I like that. <laughs> By the way, in my notes, I wrote, this movie gets zero stars. Everything was really bad. Subplots, evil nursing home bitches, high school bitches, <laughs> gross old ladies... That gross move. Everything sucks. I hate this movie. Worst movie going experience. Those are my direct verbatim notes while I'm sitting there. I can't believe 255 episodes in you would think that that is your worst movie going experience. Like, my favorite lady, you can go to the movies, but... Right. But... (laughs) I I feel like I challenge any of our subscribers to 
to, to call me on this one and say, no, 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 you hated Upstream Color much worse or whatever. Because I can't, I, I can't think of another movie I dislike. Wow, wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, so I think this this fit what we were trying to do with this episode, and I I I like that we don't do this very Tip often. Tip of the cap, Mike. Yeah. Tip of the cap. Great work. But, Are you ready for five questions? Let's buddy? do it. Yes. Yes. All right. Shockingly, I have listener-submitted questions for the movie Palms, so thank you, listeners. It could be Diane Keaton, for all I know, because I don't know who else would have seen this movie and come up with questions, but here we go. Question, well, it's probably not, given the first question. Question number one. Diane Keaton hasn't had an Oscar nomination in 15 years, nor a win in 41. Does this movie break that drought? No. Okay. Question number two. While the reviews of what this was she movie review- been- What was she nominated for 15 years ago? Good I don't God. fact check. Okay. All right. While the reviews of this movie have been mediocre, much has been written about the comedic chemistry. Has much been written? Anyway, much has been written about the comedic chemistry between Pam Greer and Rhea Perlman. Do you think Palms is the beginning of a new comedy partnership akin to Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor? No. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Question number three. Did you know a stack of 841 quarters is equal in height to Danny DeVito? I did not. And since we don't fact check, I I guess I'm just going to go for it. Poor guy wasn't even in this movie. That's. It's hilarious. It's so, so bad. <laughs> Question four. This person says, this person said, I walked out during Pam Greer's 1997 performance in Jackie Brown. Should I give that film another chance? Now, that's a really good question. I've never seen Jackie Brown. Uh, what? Have you? This is the Quentin it's Tarantino, Tarantino that I, film. I, I, I know. I have film. not seen it. No, I have not yes. seen Jackie Brown. So... I guess I, I would say, say yes, yes, you should, and I feel like I need to see it. I agree. We'll put that on the queue. Maybe we can check that out in a couple episodes. Maybe we okay. should see it back-to-back no, back with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, that's a great idea. Okay. Question five. Oh, boy. After dating Pam Greer, Freddie Prinze shot himself, Richard Pryor set himself on fire, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar poisoned himself during a flight over Chicago. <laughs> That last one is not true. That was that was airplane. Do, do you th- <laughs> do you think dating Pam Greer must be as difficult as sitting through this movie? This is this is listener so, submitted. You got to answer. Oh so man, yeah, I guess so. Yes, I'm I'm gonna go with yes. Yeah. Okay. It, she must be really really difficult, though. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar never actually. He didn't poison himself? himself intentionally. No. He, Are you sure? He was served the bad fish on the flights. Yeah. Oh, he was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, that was five questions. Thank you, uh, listeners. Thank you, listeners. Great questions. I like those. All right. Well, I I don't know that we need final thoughts. Palms was terrible. No one should ever see it. Don't even watch it on Netflix. It's just awful. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. We okay. wrapped it up. What do we got coming up next? Coming up, we have the diametrically opposed opposite to Palms, John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum, in which Keanu Reeves kills presumably two or three hundred people. Thanks for listening to the Spoiler Alert Podcast. 
Please visit us online at movieoutsiders.com, where you can see what films we'll be discussing next, comment on our recent episodes, suggest movies to review or topics to discuss, or submit questions for the five questions segment of the podcast. Stop by and visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash movieoutsiders, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at movieoutsiders. If you're a fan of the show, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, or whatever podcast subscription service you use. We'll be back again next week with another episode, but until then, enjoy the movies.